Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. For a career in financial governance, consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT in Financial Services. Call 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie today. Hello and welcome to Business Matters on Highland Radio. I'm Chris Ashmore. My guest this week is Dervla Kelly, Enterprise Engagement Officer with the Donegal Education and Training Board. But first, let's reflect on the Highland Radio Hospitality Awards, which were held in association with MCM Brands in Jackson's Hotel in Bala Buffet. Sean Quinn, Head of Sales with Highland Radio, has been speaking to me about the awards, the huge response in terms of nominations, and the great positivity that was clearly evident. It was amazing, Chris. Um, we, I suppose we did one last year for the customer service, and uh, it went really well. And, you know, we were delighted for the first go at doing it. And I suppose it's always hard to, to try and replicate that. So we started the journey um, in December. So just before Christmas, which is a busy time for hospitality as well. So we took a bit of a risk there, but I was I took advice that a good time to actually have the event is in February, where it's a little bit of a downtime for, for the, sec- uh, the sector. So um, we did all the hard work pre-Christmas. And uh, and it definitely paid off because we got over 13,500 nominations, which was phenomenal. Um, but what I was most impressed about was the diversity of it. It went right across the county. Uh, we had a huge spread into the Inishon area and through the gap uh, down as far as Kilcar. I don't think there was any part of Donegal that, that wasn't nominated. So it, it also was good for Highland Radio as a brand because it, it, it showed, you know, what the strength and depth of, of where we go and where people listen. Um, so, yeah, so it, I suppose Sunday was great and it was, it was nearly like a relief to uh, to do it and, to, and to, to have the awards, but it's the work, the backbone of the work that we did in advance of it, uh, which, which made it a success. Um, so we had it in Jackson's, uh, Jackson's Hotel, and we had 440 in the room for the evening. And that was a challenge for Jackson's as well because – it was their peers that were in the room. Um, and, and, you know, in my initial meetings with them were, we have to get this right, because if I don't get it right, we can't do it again. Um, and secondly, you guys need to get it right because of obviously having the, the other hotels in the room, but they got it right. Uh, they they delivered uh, above my expectations, which I was delighted at. And I think if you, if you saw, if you met people um, today or yesterday who were at the awards, I think they'll all say, it was a brilliant night. And uh, so, yeah, and we had 47 winners in the room. But to me, there was 440 winners in the room because everybody that was nominated, um, they're there for a reason because their customers recognise the quality and, and service that they provide on a daily basis. Uh, so, yeah, so after the, the aftermath of it is, I'm glad it's over, but but it was brilliant and it was great to do it. And, and I think on the, the back of that, I think it's fair to say that we'll do it again next year. So Ireland is famed for its hospitality. Donegal is famed for its hospitality. And given the amount of nominations and the night itself, it augurs well for, for everybody in, in the county that you know hospitality is at such a high level. Yeah, well, well Noel, Noel Cunningham alluded to it. And he said it was just so good to see something like this happening in Donegal that, that people are getting the recognition for the hard work. 
And it's, you know, it's not about the person that owns the business. It's about the people within the business. And, and I think on, on the evening, we, we, we recognised that. And it wasn't just about the best hotel. It was a real spread of, of uh, awards and recognition to people who were within those businesses who deliver and help the brand of Donegal to bring people to Donegal. And, uh, yeah, I think there was a lot of deserving winners because of that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the uh, sections because you, you divided it up into a number of sections. Yeah, so we had um, the hotel section, um, we had restaurant uh, section, tourism and entertainment, and we had the bar and pub sector. And most of them had, I think it was roughly about 12 awards. And um, so if we if we look at the hotel section, for instance, we had um, a hotel wedding venue of the year um, and we got a lot of nominations for that. Um, we also had the best corporate facility hotel um, and hotel of the year was the big one. And that was the crescendo of the evening. And that was highly anticipated. Um, and there was three shortlists for that. And the winners uh, were Harvey's Point. Um, and, and if we look at also that we, we recognise the reception of the year. Uh, receptionist, because that's an important part too, Chris. When, when somebody first comes into a hotel, first impressions count. And the first person that you meet is the receptionist. So Laura Grant from the Station House was the, the winner of that section as well. And even down to the hotel breakfast, who did the best? Hotel, and, and Harvey's were lucky again there. Well, I was going to lucky. I'll change that. <laughs> they, they obviously deliver a very, very good breakfast. And uh, they were recognised for that. The comments that we got from them, uh, the judge were, actually said that he was overwhelmed by the consistency of people's um, response to that because obviously they're delivering a high-spec breakfast and they've now been recognised for it. Great. So that was one sector. Um, what was, well, not in any particular order. What yeah, well, do we so look at next? Rest, on a restaurant side, um, obviously, again, I allude to it, we got right across the county uh, and various different businesses. Um, a couple of stood out for me on, on the, the best ho- hotel restaurant within a hotel. And, you know, that's a challenge too sometimes because people can stay in a hotel but then decide to eat out. And I think from COVID, I think some of the hotels have got better at that, delivering uh, the, the produce. So Arnold's uh, Hotel in Dunfanaghy were the winner of that one. Um, and then we moved a little bit into the, the takeaway end as well, fish and chips, who had the best fish and chips, and the Friars Rest in Lady Kenny, which I've, I have tried on numerous occasions. Um, they were the winner of the best fish and chips. And then you go to the, the higher end, so um, the restaurant of the year uh, and also the best fine dining. It's no surprise that Harvey's again were successful in that one. But the restaurant of the year went to the Old Glen Bar, which is a lovely place uh, in Glen, just outside Kerry Gart. So again, there was a diverse win of different businesses that could win here as well. Um, and it again recognises that the quality that people are producing in their businesses to us, but also to the tourists that are coming into Donegal. Yeah, all hugely positive. Uh, bar and pub sector, uh, no doubt there was plenty of nominations. That was a lively one, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, we It was very funny because on the evening we had, uh, that's when the kind of the dancing started unofficially um, because it was a third part and Lee Gooch presented that one and it was great crack. Uh, and it was it was great to see tables of 10 of different bars from the county. There's, they were, uh, they, they, I, I think they would be fair to say they had a fantastic night. Um, so what we did, some, some of the, just not to go through all of them, but some of them was Best Country Bar, which went to Harley's Bar, which is in just outside um, Kilmacrennan. Um, the Best Beer Garden. And, and, you know, 
our beer gardens, again, from COVID, people invested in them. We don't always get the weather for outside. But I say if you go around Donegal and a lot of these bars now, they're pretty impressive in what they've done. So McGuigan's Bar in, uh, in Stranoller, um, there's, uh, the owner is Ronan. Um, you, you may see some videos uh, on social media. Uh, I It was phenomenal. His reaction to winning was, uh, it, it's one of the things that made my night. Um, so watch out for our video. Uh, it's half long, but he's in it and it's it's class. Um, we went along the best pint of so who pours the best pint? Um, Cottage Bar in Letterkenny uh, won that one. And the pub of the year was the Fleet Inn in Kitty Beg. So again, you can see the, the cross of the, the whole county was represented. Um, so pub and sector was very popular. Um, and we were just delighted to recognise what they have done for the community, uh, the local residents, the local customers, but also, as I said, the tourists and business travellers that come into the county. So that's uh, three out of the four and the, the remaining category. So our last one was uh, tourism and entertainment. And uh, we had uh, we had 11 awards in this. Um, the best was hotly contested. Uh, we're good at those. Um, and, you know, the, the, you look at Clamani, uh, you look at the Mary from Dunlow, it was a really hard choice. Uh, and uh, somebody had to win it, and Mary from Delo came out, um, and it was because the judge said it was it was mainly because of the comments again that people were just so glad to see it back. This is its second year um, where they lost, obviously because of COVID. So they the local people recognised what it does for the community and the business, the revenue that it brings in, and it's important that they <clears throat> they they supported it, and it, and that happened in spades <clears throat> and, and now they're recognised as they're now they have the best festival in Donegal and as you say with so many nominations so uh, if people want to see a little bit more and, and the list of all the winners it's on the Highland Radio website it's on social media there's lots of links and given the success is this going to be an annual event? If my heart will take it <laughs> uh, it will be no I think it will be I think w- I'll gauge it from what people did people enjoy it? And I think the feeling I got from people afterwards, they did enjoy it. People that, yes, if you win, you, you enjoy it. But also people that weren't successful this time around, they still had a brilliant night. There was a good feeling in the room. The atmosphere was right. It was high energy um, from start to finish. It's not where, you know, you're sitting waiting for 10 minutes before you get there. It, it was just a conveyor belt. We actually did the awards in about an hour and a half, which, you know, is pretty good going for 47 awards. Um, so yeah, I think we will do it. Um, I, I've obviously got to look at location and, and and do we do we move locations throughout the county? I don't know yet because the difficulty I have is Jackson's delivered big time for me, and I was so happy what they did. They were, they went beyond the call for us, um, and so but that's that's decisions we'll make. Will we do it? We will. Um, we'll take a a few weeks out. Um, we'll digest, and we'll. What I always like to do is look and see can we do it better. What can we learn from this? Um, and we've got our customer service. So it starts, <clears throat> the process for that will start in March, uh, which is only around the corner. Um, and we'll go out uh, probably mid-March with it to uh, to en- encourage and invite people to uh, to nominate again. And last year we got about 16,000 nominations. Uh, there's about 52 awards. So um, we want to grow on last year. Uh, we look forward to engaging with uh, with with all the businesses out there. Um, we'd encourage them to enter, to encourage their customers to support them. 
um, we always have found in the last couple is that those that go through social media and 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 I suppose canvas for for votes, they get more. They get a return on it. We can see the numbers, and we but we can also see because we're tagged in it. Highland Radio is tagged that we know the ones that are active. So, but near the time we'll talk about it again. But I think there's there's an there's an opportunity to to grow the customer service further. Uh, and in our second year to make that successful and to grow in the back of our, our hospitality. So, um, as I said, hard work, but absolutely worth it when you see the smiles on people's faces on the evening, the enjoyment, and just even the networking opportunity that there's places across the county people haven't met and they got to sit beside each other for two or three hours over the dinner and and then obviously the awards. So, yeah, well worth doing and committed 100% that we'll keep it going. And you're still oozing with all that positivity as a result of it. So and, wonderful and stuff. I'm not sure if I was yesterday, but uh, I, I uh, today, absolutely. And I'm just so happy. And, and I, I want to say thanks to my team as well, because it's not about me. This is about the team that I have behind me. And there's two girls in particular, Corrine and uh, Anya, uh, who lived and breathed this. And, and they know the type of, I'm, I'm, you know, I know what I like and I know what I need, uh, but they delivered it as well for me. So without them, Absolutely couldn't have done it. And on the night that the whole Highland staff, we come together, we work well together and we deliver. And that's the important thing as well. The the expectation is it would be a good night. And I think we can easily and and affordably say that we delivered on that. Great. Sean Quinn, Head of Sales here at Highland Radio. Many thanks for coming in and telling us all about those hospitality awards. And uh, we watch with great interest as to what will happen in the future. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Chris. Many people may not be aware just how much support there is out there and the huge range of courses that are available through the Donegal Education and Training Board. Significantly, many of them are fully funded, so the participant is not out of pocket. In an age in which we are near full employment, retention of staff has never been more important. And it's only when you look at what the ETB is offering do you realise what the opportunities are out there. To find out more, I visited the offices of Dervla Kelly Enterprise Engagement Officer with the Donegal ETB. Uh, Dervla, maybe you can give us a, an overview of the kinds of training support that the Donegal ETB offers businesses. Thank you, Chris. Well, I suppose just to start off with, we listen and respond to the needs of businesses. I think it's really important to listen to what people want and need around upskilling and reskilling. And I suppose what we want to do is add value to the workplace, to businesses and to individuals, because we want to help them advance in their careers and stretch and grow. So this training could be anything from digital skills to Microsoft skills to leadership project management uh, and we also offer certified training from levels one to six on the national qualifications framework. I suppose the beauty of it all is it's fully funded but the cornerstone and this is really important is that employees are released during paid working time. So that's a contribution companies make. It could be just individuals as well. Yes, it could be individuals. So you could be a sole trader. You could be in a micro business. You could have a small, medium business. You could be an established business or indeed a large multinational. So this is open to to really everyone. And are there a lot of people out there, do you think, who maybe aren't aware just how much the Donegal ETB offers? 
Oh, totally, absolutely, Chris. I mean, last year we would have worked with 1,100 employees across 170 companies, but still a lot of people don't know that this support is out there. Like last week I met with somebody that worked in the hotel industry and they paid out a lot of money for a training and development course and they could have availed of it with us for free online in the evening. So I would say to businesses out there you know think about the offering that's out there and come to us we'd be delighted to hear from you it's a magnificent resource maybe you can tell us um, what kind of patterns teams or concerns you hear about from businesses because everybody's got different needs and different aspirations and plans for the future totally i suppose what what we're hearing is we understand businesses are under pressure i mean these days costs are going up and uh, supply there can be supply chain issues, but also um, the biggest pain point is staff shortages. It's keeping staff, retaining staff, and that leads on then to recruitment issues as well. And um, I suppose these days companies need to work not only in their corporate band, brand but in their employer brand because young people if they're not learning they will go like um, the, those that are born from 1997 to 2012 are called the Gen Z and the millenniums born from 1981 and 1996 if they're not getting opportunities they're out the door so I suppose training can help with retention it can help with staff development it can help as a lot of businesses need to think about the leaders of the future too. They need to grow future leaders as well and it can help with productivity and efficiency. So is it fair to say years ago a lot of people might have looked at a job and it was just all about the salary and that, that was the be all and end all whereas now whilst the salary is of course important it's those little add-ons and those extras that can be uh, a major factor in them staying with the company. Totally. I mean, people are now looking for their growth and development. They want to see pathways within a company. They want to know they're learning new skills. They also want flexibility. That's a big one at the moment too. And I suppose well-being is another factor as well. Yeah. And after COVID, when we saw the hybrid working coming into place that has influenced a lot of things as well for sure i mean a lot of people want to do a little bit of remote working or maybe they want flexi time or and and i think during covid people re-evaluated their lives they thought about you know the the type of a lifestyle that they wanted or they kind of re-evaluated their own personal priorities and just on that point is it fair to say that after COVID and we had a lot more people with a hybrid model but now it seems to be going back a little bit that there's a shift to getting people back into the the workplace or the office. Well 100% I mean it was all about remote workers and indeed we have a course starting shortly that's managing remote workers. People still do a bit of remote working but they may do it two days a week rather than five days a week but there is definitely a move back into the office but nonetheless, I think employees are still looking for that little bit of flexibility. Yeah. So maybe you can give us some examples of the types of innovative training that is out there at the moment. 
Well, Chris, we just finished a programme with Dr. Oren Doherty called Work-Based Learning, and that was a special purpose award that we created in Donegal ETB because we realised that there's, there's a need to move from the traditional classroom to training that is relevant to the workplace, designed by the workplace for the workplace that can kind of future-proof the workplace. So we were in a room and uh, industry and education were collaborating together to come up with solutions that were really relevant and there was a huge uptake in that. Uh, coming up now in February on the 21st we're collaborating with Donegal Women in Business and we have Larissa Feeney who's their president at the moment and CEO of Accountant Online and she has a fantastic program called Knowing Your Numbers and that's really for people that's for their members, but it could be that they have members that are therapists or maybe hairdressers or maybe beauty therapists that have that are wonderfully skilled at their business, but they need that financial intelligence, you know, to be able to manage their numbers and manage the finances better. And that was an idea that came from Donegal Women in Business. So that we're we're happy to listen and respond to their needs. We we had a call from the Vintners um, Association, so Martin Harley down in Cheers and Alice Lynch over in Maggie's Tavern. They said they wanted training on smartphone training. So they wanted to promote things that were happening in their pubs or maybe events and they wanted to be able to kind of create their own videos because you know now these days it's all about the video. I mean the video is something that can attract a lot of future Future customers. We also have micro credentials. Like we realise at the moment, companies are time poor and they're staff poor. So we need courses that are short and snappy, that don't inv- involve taking people away from the workplace for a long time. So these courses are like twenty-five hours long. So at the moment. We have a course starting next Tuesday and we've in the evenings here and we've one online as well called Building Digital Skills and that really enables people to be more structured and more strategic with their social media tools and their marketing techniques and Marie Shields from the Chamber is delivering on that and uh, I would encourage people to uh, consider it. Um, we also have environmental sustainability, which in the workplace, I mean, the green issues are hugely important. People want to lower their costs, but they also want to lower their carbon footprint. And we have that coming up on Wednesday evening. Down the line in September, we're looking at the greening of the supply chain and we're quite excited. We've got somebody from local industry with oceans of experience coming together with someone who's created the program but we know that that this is the green issues and the being more sustainable in supply chain is going to be important we also are looking at develop at delivering phlebotomy which is all around uh, the taking of bloods and um, we know that sometimes doctor surgeries are under pressure and there's long delays uh, for people and this is this is a skill that would could suit a nurse or could suit someone who's a healthcare assistant. So I suppose what we do is we think about the need and the response that will generate the best impact for the county. So following on from that, if, if somebody maybe has an idea about something that they think, well, you know, there's other people who maybe would like to acquire this knowledge, they can come and talk to you and make suggestions for possible courses? 
Yes, uh, our door is open. Uh, we're always willing to listen. I mean, anyone can call call me on my number. It's 086-601-6131. I suppose we're, we're very keen to listen to the people who are on the ground because they know what matters most. They know where the needs are and we're, we're certainly uh, open to, to listening to people out there. Now, we've touched on trends, and you, you mentioned there, I mean, the whole green economy is growing rapidly, so I take it in the, in the years to come, you'll probably have more and more green-related courses. Yes, we will. I mean, the circular economy is, is important, the supply chain, the environmental sustainability in the workplace is hugely important. Uh, we had a huge uptick in the last year of that, and and great peer learning as well. I mean, people lowered their costs. They may have changed their lights to LED. They would have lowered their electricity bills. Their food waste is a major, you know, topic at the moment. And uh, people, would you believe it, even lost weight on the program? Didn't happen to me, but anyway. Yeah. Now, um, human skills, leadership skills—they are so important for not just individual companies or indeed individuals, but. For the whole county and driving things forward, we need people out there who can communicate with other people and who also can be leaders. Yes, human skills are pivotal and so are leadership skills as we move forward. And we know lockdown, the lockdown in particular didn't really help younger people because they missed out on key aspects You know, that would have developed their human skills and that ability to communicate face to face. So it's very important for us and we have a lot of offerings in leadership this year, we hope to offer um, effective coaching for leaders. And we have the executive coach, Kathy Kelly Sweeney, who will be teaching for us. And that's the move away from telling people what to do. And it's more moving towards asking questions. It's moving away from command control styles of leadership to, you know, encouraging people to develop uh, uh, solutions and generate their own solutions. Uh, we also have leadership and management courses. Uh, this week we have mentorship. Then we have managing remote workers. And we also have an interesting unit on stress and conflict. And that is something that we've heard in the workplace. When people are under pressure, they may feel stressed. They may act out. They, they may say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. Or they may have to manage a stressed out worker. Or they may have to uh, manage a conflict so it doesn't escalate. Uh, we also uh, have stitched in a behavioural assessment uh, and an EQ, emotional intelligence um, uh, assessment in these programmes. And that's very interesting because you and I, Hugh, might like to talk and we might, you know, be chatters and other people may like to stay silent. I mean, everybody's different. Some people are more about the detail and the facts, show me the facts, and others are about ideas and big picture. So I think it's so important as leaders that we learn to develop our flexibility and adapt our communication to suit people that are different from us. You know, I know from, from my point of view, I'm kind of like a big picture person, ideas. I like to kind of be enthusiastic and I'm on to the next new thing. Whereas someone else may want to know about the risks and may want the details and the facts. And I have to adapt my communication to suit that person's style. And EQ is hugely important. And it's more important than IQ when it comes to managing people. In fact, four times more important. So what I would say is anyone doing these courses will have their own personal report. And I think that would 
be a great trump trump mm-hmm. card in their pockets when they're learning to manage others Absolutely. Now, uh, if somebody's listening in and they're interested in maybe upskilling or reskilling, uh, tell us a little bit of, about what sort of opportunities are there out there at the moment. So if you're listening in and you're part-time or fully employed, I would encourage you to look at our evening provision. At a level five, it's 100% funded. At a level six, it's 70% funded. So, you know, it's really coming in at little or no cost. So currently we have spaces in ICDL, spreadsheets, management courses, robotic welding and manual arc welding in Inishon, sustainability and building digital skills. We've two intakes, Chris, one in February and one in September. Now some courses, you know, like welding, you couldn't imagine all the people that want to you know, study welding. I mean, it's quite quite something else. And training development is very, very popular. And so is healthcare. I mean, there's an explosion in healthcare needs across the county with the fastest aging population in the in the country, uh, and in in the world, maybe in Europe. So there's a big need there as well. So um, yeah, I I would encourage people to really add new skills to their toolkit. And it, it could really open up new doors and new avenues for them. And do you find that, you know, if there's a trend and there's an area that you see that there's uh, potential for employment opportunities, can it be difficult to actually get the, the courses on and the personnel to bring the courses out to people? Because there could be a shortage in qualified people to get the knowledge across to others. Oh, you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, I mean, if if you look at healthcare, like it is, it is difficult for us to find healthcare tutors, and sometimes in certain areas it can be hard to find the tutor. But particularly, I would say healthcare is an area where it's you know the uh, uh, tutors are are um, are so valuable, yeah. and um, you know this is this is an area that can be a challenge, but. You know, even if we have a challenge, we don't mind looking to another county to source a tutor or we can consider online options. And we've had to do that. We've had to go look in Mayo or look in Sligo or look in Galway. We'll do whatever it takes to bring to bring the tutor to Donegal. I was just going to ask you about other ETBs around the country. I mean, do you communicate a lot with each other and also... You know, there may be different skills and different gaps in the market in Donegal than there would be, say, in Waterford or Cork. And when you're planning ahead for the following year, no doubt you would liaise with your colleagues elsewhere. Yes, we do. We very much, you know, talk to each other. I mean, there are ATBs with specialisms like Louth Mead are very uh, strong in advanced manufacturing and robotic welding. And they've got facilities that may suit Donegal companies much more than us, or like the whole retrofit and ends up, other ETBs may specialise in that. So we don't mind signposting people. And indeed, we will work with other ETBs um, to collaborate and to work together, you know. It's quite clear that there is just so much out there. There is so much that Donegal ETB offers. Um, now, if a business wasn't sure what they wanted, may, you know, they may need a little bit of guidance to just filter down what be, might be best for them because uh, a little bit like the, the person doing the leaving cert looking at the CAO form, when there's so much choice out there, sometimes you need a little bit of assistance to guide you in the right direction. 
Yes, uh, that is so true. I mean, no more than the, the CEO applicant, as you said, it's normal not to know you know, what to do and the uh, choices can be immense. I suppose it's normal for most employers not to know what they want in, in training and um, and to be overwhelmed by the ocean of choices that are out there. So we offer a service called a training needs analysis and that can help shine a light on your areas of critical need and it can help prioritise as well and it can help employers evaluate what can create the biggest impact you know what can give them the the greatest um i suppose what can alleviate a pain point as well and we're more than happy to meet with businesses and um look at where their needs are like for example uh, we delivered training in killy bags around basic project management skills where a number of businesses came together and what that did was you know they're very dynamic and they're very progressive and they've multiple projects but it really helped streamline things for the companies and create more clarity, reduce stress where everybody knew what they were doing and the stages of different projects. So the message is, you know, somebody has a query, don't be shy, come on and make the inquiry and, and see where it leads. Yes, totally. I mean, knock on our door and we'll definitely listen and we'll review people's people's needs. My guest this week is Dervla Kelly, Enterprise Engagement Officer with the Donegal Education and Training Board. Join us again after this commercial break. Business Matters with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. If you're looking for a career in financial governance, consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT and Financial Services. Take the next step in your career by contacting the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie today. Welcome back. I'm speaking with Dervla Kelly, Enterprise Engagement Officer with the Donegal Education and Training Board. We've been talking about the wide range of courses on offer, but what about people who may have considerable experience at work and indeed life experience, but who may not have any formal qualifications? Well, this is a point I put to her, and the good news is, is that there is recognition for what is known as this prior learning. Yes, um, you're right. A lot of people have fabulous experience and they've been on the ground a long time and they're experts in their field, but don't, maybe left school early or never got an opportunity to gain a qualification or maybe don't have the confidence to gain a qualification. So I would encourage them to get in touch with us and consider a process, and I'm going to explain it a little bit, called recognition of prior learning. So that validates all your learning to date, all the experience on the ground, all all the learning on the job, and uh, you know all the valuable experience, and it maps it against a learning outcome. So I'm going to give you an example. Uh, we did a lot of RPL did a lot of work with healthcare, with uh, and we did this in collaboration with Limerick Clare ETB. But sorry, sorry, just what, what's RPL? Recognition of prior oh, learning. Great. RPL. Yes, so we worked in the whole area of healthcare because we realised there was a lot of people working in nursing homes for years with great experience. They were like top of their game but lacked the qualification. So we worked in a nursing home in Inishon and we came across somebody with 25 years of experience. And uh, I mean, she was just a fantastic carer. So RPL, 
recognition of prior learning, worked with her and she achieved her full award in healthcare. So that was very valuable and meaningful to her. Yeah, because so many people, life experience, you know, as you say, they might have it. Um, younger people now, there's, there's, there's a certificate and a course for so many things that just did not exist years ago. And you cannot beat the experience of, of somebody out there. And as you say, they may have felt somewhat disadvantaged beforehand because they didn't have the qualifications, but they could be a lot better dealing with people than somebody who maybe does have qualifications. Yeah, I mean, there are people out there, and I'm sure there's listeners out there with hu- huge amount of human skills, that maybe great communication skills, great empathy, great common sense, and uh, great life experience. So, you know, I would, and there's a generation that have missed out on education, missed out on opportunities, maybe they're family young, or maybe they're in factories and so on. So I would encourage people to, to come to us. Like recently, uh, the Recognition of Prior Learning worked with childcare workers and they were facing redundancy because they didn't have the qualification that was needed. They had older qualifications and they created a bridge to new qualifications and that saved their jobs. So, you know, what I would say is um, if you're listening and if you feel like I've been to the University of Life. I've a huge amount of experience behind me. I would love a qualification. It would really boost my confidence or maybe allow me to apply for other things or, you know, other opportunities. I would encourage you to contact us. And as you say, boosting confidence can be a huge factor in in a person's development and it'll open up new doors to them. Yes, I think when people have the confidence, then they can take the step, then they can make the phone call, then they can apply for a job, or then they can go outside their comfort zone and try something new. So no matter what era we're in, there's always tight budgets and the government never has enough enough money for this or that, but there are an awful lot of supports out there for businesses and also those people in, in employment. So Perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about what you feel is now available that, again, a lot of people may not realise is out there. Well, firstly, we have an apprenticeship team here and it's very buoyant and it's long established and they've got huge links. And I know, Chris, they'll be coming to speak to you about that particular offering. We also have a guidance service and they're organising a a further ed and training fair in the Radisson Blue Hotel in Letterkenny on Wednesday the 28th. 29th of February. Now on the 28th uh, what I would say is that we're going to have a panel discussion about the actual training supports that are available for those in employment or business owners so you might like to attend that and it starts at 7 p.m. Um, We also have a lot of student support so if you're listening and you're going gosh it's been a long time since I've been in learning would I be able? Um, what about computers? Um, we actually have a lot of IT training support and student support. So our student support team can help people maybe have the confidence to, you know, do reports and assignments. Like we had uh, a lady last year from Terman who did our environmental sustainability in the workplace who hadn't done anything since the junior cert and she was particularly nervous about engaging in education. 
And then on the first day when she did the environmental sustainability and she realised the importance of climate change, she says, God, everybody should be doing this course. But she availed of those supports and she just felt like she won the lottery when she finished her course. I mean, it really boosted her confidence. Years ago, a lot of people would have gone into employment and it was one job for life. And they started maybe at 18 and finished at 65 and never did anything different. Nowadays, there's people who may go through multiple career changes as things go along. And as you spoke there, sometimes there there can be a fear factor there. They might have been doing something manual, never been touching computers or involved with IT, and suddenly there's a career change. But again, never be afraid, and there are so many supports out there for you. Yes, I mean, the current generation are looking at maybe 17 different careers in their lifetime. Um, It's quite... Uh, it's quite hard to take in and I mean there'll be so many jobs that haven't even been created yet so I suppose the key will be you know the future belongs to those who are willing to learn and it's all about being a a learn it all and not a know it all and I would encourage people to to have courage and be brave and take the step because it could reap great uh, rewards for them. In Donegal, we've, we've a great mixture of foreign direct investment and a number of very successful foreign firms that are here. And then at the other end of the scale, artisan producers and people who have maybe just started up something on their own on a very small scale. But as we go forward, it's a very healthy mix. And I've no doubt you would be very upbeat and optimistic about the, the future for business and employment in Donegal. Yes, uh, I mean, I think Donegal is a very resilient place. I mean, people are very creative, very adaptive, and they've got great get up and go. So from your small, say, let's say a beer maker or chocolate maker, I mean, the whole food industry, engineering industry, hospitality industry, there's great and rich offerings to the large multinationals who are, are bringing a lot of employment in, into Donegal. And there's also a lot of other support agencies. I know Leo are doing great work, the Chambers are doing great work, the networks are, are doing um, great work as well. If people want to find out more information about Donegal education and further education and training services and all the courses and supports that are out there. The website is obviously one port yes. of call. Yes, so we have a website, www.donegaletb.ie. You can find us on our social media accounts. Uh, you can call me directly on 086 601 We have an enterprise engagement team. So there's a number of us working together and you can email enterpriseengagement at donegaletb.ie. We also have digital hubs around the county and I think I would encourage the public to make use of them. I mean, they're everywhere from Gore to Hork to Buncrana, Milford, Letterkenny, Donegal Town, Ballyshannon, Stranola, Gidor. And I suppose if people want to apply for our courses and need help, with online forms or just need help in general um, or maybe need help around using a laptop and a mobile phone, that service is also there, which I think is hugely important. So it's an evolving process and you have courses mapped out for the next few months. Just how far in advance are, are you looking at things? Are you already looking at potential courses for, for next year or the year after? That's a good question, uh, Chris. 
we're mapped out for the next year, but we can be flexible and we can be adaptable. I mean, if we hear that there's a, an immediate need or a particular need, we'll respond to it. We also have to think about future needs. So be that design thinking, critical thinking, the kinds of um, themes that are coming down the line, or indeed if there's something in the whole technology space that we need to look at. I suppose what we want to do, along with other agencies and indeed the ATU as, as well, is to future-proof um, businesses in Donegal. And also just when people come in here and do courses, no doubt people might come in, could be the first time they've ever come here or done a course online and suddenly a whole new world opens up because once they do one course they might look at others and then they can go on and just keep doing courses. Yes, uh, I mean we often have course junkies, they do one, they get an appetite and yes then they do another and another and um, they just keep stretching and growing and keep, I suppose, their confidence grows and grows and then their horizons grow and grow and they began to kind of see themselves differently. It's a learning process all the time. It's never You're never too old to go and do something. And also in a county like Donegal, when we have a big rural population as well, it's an important aspect too that uh, there's a social element to things. Yes, I mean, I, I do think that that is hugely important. Um, I mean, I know I'm here to talk about enterprise engagement, but when you have people in a class together and learning together and or maybe in a community resource centre uh, where they're normally isolated or indeed some people that are working may be working on their own or they may be remote working. Uh, I mean, you can't be, beat the face-to-face -face interaction and the peer learning that happens in a classroom. Even for companies, you know, there's a collective intelligence when a number of different uh, backgrounds or, or companies come together. I mean, the peer learning is huge. And then that ties in also with the whole area of networking. And for so many businesses, it's all about who you know. And, and you can uh, liaise with colleagues and people in a sector. You mightn't have met them before, but you come and do a course and suddenly it uh, gives you a, an, another outlet. Yes, uh, I would agree. I mean, I've seen where we did a course in environmental sustainability in the workplace. And funnily enough, two of the... Three companies were interconnected. One supplied the, uh, elect the electrical needs of the other. Another supplied the nets to uh, a fish farm company, but they were all interconnected and they were all each other's customers. So it is amazing what can happen in one room. And indeed, some people may they may get another business lead. They may get um, they they may get more customers by just being in a room. So finally, Durbley, just wrapping up in a nutshell, Donegal Education and Training Board. You offer a range of courses and supports, and if anybody is interested, get onto the website, contact yourself. There are numerous opportunities out there. Yes, we offer bespoke uh, tailor-made solutions. So, you know, access to knowledge, updating knowledge and being adaptable will be key as we move forward. And one of the beauties of it all is a lot of the courses are either fully funded or partly funded. 
Yes, and I would say we are veering more towards fully funded. So, um, you know, it's win-win for everyone. Well, my thanks to Dervla Kelly, Enterprise Engagement Officer with the Donegal Education and Training Board. That's it for this episode of Business Matters. I'm Chris Ashmore. If you wish to contact me, the email is businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. For a career in financial governance, consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT in Financial Services. Call 918-6206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie today.